Welcome to another What The Hell You're Listening To. On this episode, we talk to a young chap from the glamorous town of Albury. I met him through his lovely wife. We discovered that we both love the heavier side of music, but listening to what he has to say during our time together, you will discover that he very much has quite the eclectic taste. As a singer of a few different bands, he understands music from a listening and creation perspective, so who better to have on this podcast? Anyway, enough chatter. What the hell are you listening to, Rudy? Welcome, everyone, to another What the Hell Are You Listening To? Today, we are talking to a man that I have known for a few years now who happens, who I met through a lovely lady I used to work with at JB named Maddie, and his name is... Rodolfo Gerard. That was beautiful, mate. Nicely done. How'd you go with the questions? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. It was, uh, it was good going through all the questions. It sort of made me think back you know, to when I first started listening to music and it really took me on a trip through my life from the beginning until now. And it sort of, it was good. It was That's nice exactly thing. what I wanted you to do. Yeah. And did you have a big smile on your face as you I did. It? I really did. I basically relived all those memories over yeah, and over cool. again. And I thought about basically how shit music is today. It just yeah. sort of brought me up to speed and reminded me that... Uh, Music today is not the same as it used to be at all. Since since I started doing this and I've recorded about 17 or 18 now, literally, I think, except for maybe my daughter, who's just turned 21, every single other person who has said, has said the music that I listened to as a kid mm. or as a teenager is so much better than the music of today. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and, yeah. like, I was still finding lots of, you know, like, there's still lots of really good music out there that's coming out, like, especially in the metal realm and stuff yeah. like that. But overall... Um, yeah, music today is kind of shit. Yeah. The, um, the thing I find, it's not sustainable anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's why you have your old-timey radio stations, like even here in Albury, you have Triple M. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they play all your older music. Your whereas, Fooies and all those sort of guys. Yeah. And like, the Fooies are still current, but like at the same time, they're, they've got a back catalogue and they've got a relation to Nirvana and all these different things, you know, yeah. where you just go... Okay, yeah, that's still cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you listen to those songs, and even at work now, because of stations like Hit 104.9 that we have here, you're like your commercial radio station, yeah, they play all your hits from now, what's oh. coming out. Oh, Fox in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, like eight times a day, yeah. you know what I mean? Because the record companies pay them to do that. Yeah. Whereas you go back to Triple M, and, you know, every city's got that radio station, they blend those in because they have to, because they get paid to, but they'll play all your other stuff that is from the 70s, mainly 80s and 90s sort of thing. And you listen to them like when I think about that, like I think about listening to that music now that's from the 80s and 90s. In 20 years from now, I don't see people 
or stations playing your Taylor Swifts no. and your Beavers, Beavers and shit you know like what that. I mean? They're not going to have lasting value. I've said it on a few times when I've done the podcast, who's going to be the Rolling Stones of today? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly or, or, right. you know, like, I don't know, Farnham, yeah. for lack of a better one. You well, know, that's exactly right. Jimmy yeah. Barnes and the Gold Jizzle. Who's going to be those guys today? Yeah. There's not going to be somebody kicking around in 30 or 40 years' time. Yeah. You know, maybe the living end, they might yeah. still be kicking around, but, you know, like, nothing in that massive stratosphere that you've oh, yeah. got. Like of your Springsteens and guys like that, you yeah. know. Yeah, because no, that's uh, exactly what I was going to say before that everything in society today is such a throwaway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing lives forever. Nothing's built to last now. You know what I mean? Everything's temporary right. and anything right. that's built, and it doesn't matter what you're looking at, whether it's buildings, you know, products that we use every day, even food. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, nothing's the same as what it used to be. Nothing lasts as long as it's supposed to. No. And music's a great example of yeah, that. Yeah, it really is. Well, that's a, a great introduction. To, and straight away, we already understand how, what Rudy feels about uh, today's music. <laughs> um, your, early music, your earliest musical memory, mate. What, what, what's, where did it all start for you? Oh, Jesus. It is, I don't know, the variety. Can of... you see it? Look, can you... Can you see yourself round, running down a hallway as, I, a, as a little tacker? What, what, what can you see? Basically, I can see myself in the house that my parents still live in now. Yeah. Coming out of my bedroom, running down the hallway, because in the living room at the end of that hallway, where there's nice, luscious, old-school green carpet that you don't Beautiful. see anymore, yeah. was the record player of oh, the nice. house. Yeah. And obviously, this was before CDs. We had tapes, but we had a record player. And my parents... oh, and just for the uh, studio audience, for people who are listening, um, how old are you? Just so people get an idea. 42 this right, year. Right, beautiful. Yep, can go there. I look 32. He does, no, 22 actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. When I shake. Except for the, except for the greys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my wife's going to take care of it this weekend. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, L'Oreal. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically, yeah, we had a record player. My parents had a lot of vinyl. There yeah. was a, a wide variety of music in there as well. My earliest memories, I remember... Back in the day, and you could relate to this because, you know, we're roughly, we're, we're, we're from the Kicking same era. Distance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there'd be ads on TV for records coming out. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. the one I remember, and I begged my parents, and my parents are old school wogs. Yeah. I'd like, you know, kids today rant and cry to their yeah. parents yeah. for something they want, and yeah, their parents nah. will give it to them to shut Didn't them up. back then? No, back then, yeah. you got nothing. Yeah, swift, swift smack upside <laughs> This one thing, I saw this one ad on TV, and it was for a double LP called Fun Busters. <laughs> and and on the front, it was like an animated... I can't remember what the picture was exactly. It was like a cowboy with something else, but it was basically a compilation of songs that were just so random. Like, I don't know where they came from. I remember hearing them scattered throughout the radio, but it was really old-timey radio. Yeah. But I remember it had songs like... Uh, does your chewing gum lose its flavour on the bedpost overnight? Oh, my God. You know that yeah, one? Jesus, yeah. yeah and then... Right, uh, yeah. Lit, what was it? Um... Hey there, little red riding hood. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it had all those songs yeah. on it. I begged them and I begged them and they caved for the first oh, time wow. ever. If I wanted a Star Wars figurine, forget about it. Yeah. But this, they caved. Yeah. I flogged the fuck out of that. <laughs> the two LPs. As soon as I finished the first one, I put it on the second one. As soon as I finished the second one, I put it on the first one. Again, yeah. Just over and over and over. And I reckon that's... Like, I listened to a lot of music early on. Like, I was educated. And it was more like self-taught. Like my parents were very musically oriented like they yeah. love their music but they never pushed anything on me they just said that's what we got you want to listen to something go for it yeah. you just pick what you like they never ever pushed anything onto me um so i basically just went through the collection and one at a time i figured out what i liked what i didn't like i remember yeah. i had return of the jedi lp right which yeah. had a guy narrating the story but the whole score of the movie at the oh, same yeah. time john williams kill oh yeah, yeah. Well, i had the uh 
I had uh, John Williams and the Boston Pops. Oh and, yeah, and, nice. and they actually and they did like like all of it, all his music, but also Star Trek and all these different. Oh, oh nice. brilliant! Yeah, and so look, good. I got it right into. It. I love listening to scores back then because yeah. music to me was it wasn't a new thing. I mean, you know it from birth because you hear it sort of thing. But I latched onto music very very early in my life, like when kids were reading little golden books and. I was sitting down in front of that record player just putting oh. on the next album, the next album, yeah. the next album. Like, in terms of actual music, apart from Fun Busters, but we're talking about real music, like real artists, some of my earliest dead... Well, soundtracks were a big thing for me. Like, as soon as Ghostbusters came out, yeah. I latched onto the soundtrack straight away. Yeah, right. And I know every single song on that soundtrack today. Yeah. And I still listen to them today. Like, it's yeah. on my iPhone, it's on my iPod. Like, they had some great songs on there by people that never really made a career out of music yeah. but just had one really good song for that one really good movie yeah. so look I had that and The Lost Boys like I got onto a lot of horror early on in my life a lot earlier than I should have yeah. but like and you'd know as well Lost Boys soundtrack is Fantastic. a phenomenal soundtrack there's a song of that called I Still Believe oh saxophone uh, guy yeah, yeah yeah well there's a, I was a churchy yeah back there like big time churchy and there was a, a song that song was was done by a guy named Rust Taff mm. and it's to this day one of the best songs, even as, even as not a churchy, I still yeah, yeah. love it. I, it's, it do, he did a great job of it, you know. Yeah. Like, and uh, but yeah, that always comes to mind. Started going down a track, which I think we answered a little bit later on in another question. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll throw at you the next one. What did the parents listen to as you were growing up? Well, going through their collection. Yeah, you were like, talking about the collection. Dad liked a lot of, uh, and he still does today, Like likes a lot of Akadaka. Okay, So he cool. had some old Akadaka in there, like high voltage so in straight there. Straight away, you've got a little bit of hard rock going Oh, yeah, there. exactly, yeah. A yeah. bit of hard rock. And they, uh, they like their compilation albums too. Like they had a lot of... Um, there was a lot of disco albums in there. Were mum and dad Aussie wogs or mum and dad born overseas? No, and came born here? over there and oh, came okay. here, yeah. yeah. So, so they they, have they got the accent still? Oh, yeah, yeah definitely, right yeah. yeah. Still yeah. thick as thieves. Like, yeah. they've never lost it. But they like the Akadaka still. Oh, yeah. Oh, dad's yeah. an Akadaka. So my own opa, well, like, I'm from a Dutch background. My own yeah. opa, they never really jumped onto the Australian music. They yeah. listened to a lot of the, like, not classical, but that, like, Perry Como and shit like that from yeah, like, yeah. the 50s. And then a lot of Dutch music. Yeah. Even when they came to Australia. Yeah. You know, they'd just stay with, stay with it. So it's, it's for me, it's surprising to hear that from you. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's like, you know, they were in a new country and they were trying new things. And yeah. they already knew what they knew. And don't get me wrong, they still have and had then a lot of Latin music. Yeah. I mean, right. like, I was raised on that, and which What's was a great thing. What's the actual national? Uruguayan. Uh, oh, South cool. America. Yep, yeah, beautiful. So, um, yeah, they had a lot of Latin music in there, a lot of samba and salsa and that sort of stuff. And all and the artists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It yeah. was a big jump. Yeah, really. Um, but mum really liked her um, her female solo singers. Like, she listened to, I don't know if you know, Anne Murray. Yeah, yeah, She used yeah, to listen yeah. to a lot of Anne yeah, Murray, yeah. Linda Ronstadt. Kind of country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, she loved it. And, like, his mum sings as well as I do. Like, she okay. still does. She sings in a choir now. And she goes around with a couple of friends. And they go to random nursing homes just awesome. to cheer them up on weekends. Yeah, that's fantastic. So she loved that sort of stuff and she sings it now like she bought her own karaoke machine and she invites yeah. her friends over and they sing and then I turn up it's like oh shit I'm gone go right. short yeah. visit this time <laughs> mum will be like come on sing a song come with me I'm, like, I'm not no, fucking singing right. that <laughs> um, but like a lot of random songs like I wouldn't latch on to artists but songs in particular yeah right and like being a muso now and we might even touch on this later when it comes to musical influences but 
I've always been a firm believer that good bands produce good songs. You know what I mean? And you look to those favourite bands to produce those good songs. Absolutely. And But again, some other people that aren't so good and aren't very well liked can still write a good song. Absolutely. So I, I follow songs, good songs. You know what yeah. I mean? If, and I'm not using this as a personal example, but if Justin Bieber, well, he did have one song, right, called As Long As You Love Me, yeah. right? I thought it was a fucking good song. Yeah. If Justin Timberlake released that song, the whole world would be like, oh my God, this is the greatest song in the fucking world. Because, blah, blah, blah. He, he, because Bieber's tarnished. Yeah, exactly. He just, released it and was yeah, like, oh, he's you're fucking... You're Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hate the song because I hate you. Yeah, but I listened to it. I even fucking went as far as learning it on acoustic because yeah, I thought, right. with one acoustic guitar and a voice, this song is fucking gold. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a Bieber fan. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a fucking twat. Yeah, and, you know, big I'd, time. I'd love to walk into him. You know, into yeah, a street, like yeah. literally walking away. Yeah. yeah. But um, shit people can still write good songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would follow songs more so back then. Yeah, right. And like, and especially loving film as much as I did, I'd latch onto a lot of songs in films. Like, yeah. Mannequin was a fucking yeah, favourite yeah. of mine back then. Andrew McCarthy. Oh, yeah. And like, Kim, I. Kim. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. When she was hot. Before when she, she was got, hot before, before she takes the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And uh, coming fresh off Police Academy and that, yeah. I thought she was great. Yeah. But I remember hearing Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship yeah, 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 on yeah, that. And yeah. then I was like, wow, I love that song. Yeah. And I'd be like fucking nine. What blows yeah. me away about, like, just talking about Starship, what blows mm. me away, they, they, like, they were a, like a sort of psychedelic 70s, 60s, 70s sort of psychedelic music. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden they're doing, ripping out that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, holy shit, is this the same band? But I think back then it was like, Jefferson Airplane or something oh, like that. Yeah, and then the yeah. name kept changing over the years. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, but like things like that I'd latch onto, like uh Or like, let's hear it for the boy. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Which to be a kid, you know, of my age, being a male, it's probably not what most males no, of my no, age no, would like, listening to. Can't believe you listen to this. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I would put that shit on repeat. Yeah, and I still like if I hear that come on the radio, I'll stop oh, what but, I'm doing. Yeah, and I'll sit there with a smile on my face and listen to it, and I'm like, this is a fucking great song. And that's and right there is the the whole point of the podcast. Right there is the love. There's a love of music because music like nothing else takes you to a spot in your life yeah. and goes bang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you and right then you're sitting in that room where you heard it for the first time. Yeah, or, exactly. Or you're hanging out with that girl yeah. that you listen to it with when she said, Oh just listen to this song. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, this is terrible. But then twenty years later you go, it's actually not a bad song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? And that's what I mean, like my parents, because my parents had a lot of that in their collection and any movies I did watch were only movies that I was allowed to watch mm. that my parents were because, you know, I couldn't just go to the video shop and get so. what I wanted. So I'd say to mum, can we get movies? She'd get a handful of movies, you know, like Mannequin and stuff like that. Yeah. And then that's how I'd get on Something it. that was safe. Yeah. What did you, uh, what did you think of, of mum and dad's taste in music? Good. I mean, I didn't really, I don't know, I kind of being that age, I didn't really think I could have an opinion. I didn't even know what an opinion was. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? They just, yeah. it's like, 
when you're that age and you're getting something for dinner. Yeah. You, you don't get a choice on what you get no, for dinner. No. You just get served that and you fucking yeah. eat it. Whether if you, you had a choice, not. you'd be getting Maccas every night. Yeah, well, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Right. But instead, I've got to eat fucking cauliflower yeah. and pretend so I'm, I'm going to vomit and just to try it. and get out of it. Because yeah, I would. It. They'd try and... And I'm like, I'm going to be sick. They're like, no, no. Don't give me that. And just on a tangent, like my parents would be really brutal to me, not physically or anything like that, but they... They never fell for any of my shit. You know what I mean? I'd be like, no, cauliflower, it's, I'm allergic. I'm like, no, nah, you're going to fucking Shut eat up. it. Shut up. Shut up, later. And specifically back then, I remember that's when Australia's Most Wanted was on TV yeah, all the time. Yeah. And at mum and dad's house, where they still live now, the main TV's downstairs, and that's all there is downstairs. Upstairs oh, okay. is the rest of the house. Yeah. Dad was a firm believer that there should be a current of air Flowing through the house at all times. Right. So you'd open yeah. every window upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Same thing, yeah. Doesn't matter if it's fucking... It's got to be a breeze. Winter. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. and to save on power and electricity, all the lights had to be off. <laughs> so we had to watch Australia's Most Wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then straight after that is when I had to go to bed. Yeah. They wouldn't take me to bed. Yeah. I mean, I was old enough to walk up the stairs. They're like, yeah. all right, that's finished. you got to go to bed. And I'd go to the staircase and look up. It's pitch black. Yeah, great. I know all the windows were open. Yeah, yeah. You I just, just Australia's Most Wanted. Yeah, I just watched five clips of... <laughs> people crawling in windows you know specifically they're not just walking in the door yeah yeah. and yeah, my dad yeah. nah um, that could be your window yeah. and he'd be like nah doesn't happen here yeah. go on and I'm pretty right. sure it fucking does so that was my life back then oh that's fantastic mm-hmm. uh, at what age did like I guess looking back now at what age did you kind of realise that music had become important to you to be honest pretty much then like if I want to get specific like I mean what I was born in 76 so I reckon even around 83, like it was... No, so six or seven years yeah, old. Yeah, like it right was right. an integral part of my life. Like yeah. I needed music on a daily basis. Wow. Like there wasn't... It wasn't just a thing that was there and I just put it on for shits and gigs. Like yeah. I had to get home and put something on and listen to it yeah, and right. even discover something new. And then So basically you were getting home and chucking music on straight yeah, away. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like I'd right. have... Well, firstly, I'd have my Cocoa Pops because yeah. I was allowed to eat cereal as an after-school snack, yeah, yeah. which was great, yeah, which we you can't do now because too we much sugar. Yeah. We got home. So there was a bowl of Cocoa Pops, Fraggle Rock, get that out of the way, yeah. quick bath or shower, and then straight into the living room right. and put on albums until dinner. Right. So if I was lucky, yeah. I'd get, you know, two, four Were you one of these in. people like, like as you grew up and stuff like that or, you know, in your teenage years, were you, were you like, was music part of your, like, homework time? Or like, so, like, if you had to do homework, were you, was there always music cranking? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. It, that, like, that didn't really phase out until I got older and study was actually serious. Yeah, right. Like, before I could put music on, but the thing is I would get taken away by it. So I'd end up, I'm just sitting there singing, and I'm thinking, yeah. while I'm singing, yeah. I can't While I'm writing down those lyrics. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And funnily enough, I did a lot of lyric writing back then, because the only way, because this was pre-internet, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not just dial-up in it. This was pre-internet. Yeah, yeah. So if Play I wanted to know the lyrics to anything, I'd have to press play on the tape, listen to one line, press stop, right, write yeah. down what I thought he yeah, said, yeah, yeah. rewind it. it was spot on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I'd listen to that one line three times. So by the time I started learning to play music, when I was in year, I don't know, year nine, year ten sort of thing, like really wanted to, I'm going to be a rock star one day, it was fucking hell trying to learn a cover because it would take me four hours to try and get the lyrics to one fucking song down. By yeah. the time I like, press play, listen to it, brrr, rewind it back, press play, listen to it, brrr, rewind it back. That was that one line. Yeah, right. I had a whole song to go. Yeah, yeah. And, and trying to tape them off the radio too without getting half an ad in it. Yeah. And then the next or, song. Or the, or the, uh, the go- like Barry Bissell speaking over the top. Oh, the yeah, or, I've got... Or, you know, back, back announcing a song and Barry Bissell, 
Breakfast was on 40, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Oh. And, and it's just as the song started to fade out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, shut up, mate. So many, go to the end. I remember so many fucking late Friday nights I'd sit there listening to Barry Bissell and trying to get to the number one of that top 40. Yeah. Fuck, they were good times. Yeah, we were, uh, we, me and my brother, for years we watched Countdown, yeah. hoping there'd be something heavy on. Yeah, yeah. And every once in a while there would be a moment like, you know, all of a sudden Twisted Sisters come out, we're not going to take it. We're like, yes, this is <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like the rest of the time, just, just bloody Thompson twins or something. Oh, shit. no, yeah. Ready to stab yourself in the ear. You know, like it's just terrible. Um, uh, what were the bands that really got you into music? Mm. Where you just went, holy shit, who is this? I have to listen to this all the time. Well, definitely, it's when I started finding my balls a little bit in the 80s. Yeah. And, like, I thought, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm a rebel. Like, you know, I was not I was pre-teen. Like, I wasn't so you a teenager. Were, you were 10 in 86, 20 in 96? Yeah. So your teenage years are that sort of crossover. Yeah, yeah. From... from 80s hair metal yeah. through to 90s grunge. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, right so 80s yeah. hair metal was when I really discovered a sound. Yep. You know, I mean, before that, I would consume all sorts of music. It didn't matter what it was, what flavour it was, yeah. I would fucking eat it. 80s hair metal, when that kicked in, that's when I really sat up and went, this is me. Yeah, I like this stuff. This is yeah. where I want to be. So what sort of bands were you listening oh, to? What were you loving? Oh, Motley Crue. Yeah. Bon Jovi. Yeah. Oh, man, I was such a big fan of Bon Jovi and the crew. Uh, Metallica, obviously. Okay. Um, Akadaka. I remember year six, I went to school on plain clothes day. I went in a fly on the wall shirt. And other <laughs> kids were like, what's that? That's yeah, cool, yeah. the cartoon fly. I'm like, is that yeah, a no, cartoon, no. bitch? It's I fucking ACDC. Yeah. Um, but all of that stuff, oh, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, but Poison. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. But, I, did, I did Poison, Rat, Wasp, Kiss, oh, My yeah. Maiden. Motley Crue, Judas Priest. Yeah, like yeah, I probably, yeah. I probably got into the like the British yeah, more yeah. than the American hair metal. But I did love a lot of the hair metal bands. Yeah. But I also like my my one of my all time favorite bands is Iron Maiden. Oh I, yeah. I've loved them for years. You know, when I saw uh, Number of the Beast, uh, like uh, Run to the Hills on Countdown yeah, yeah. Nine Age, I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> I was like, I'm buying the album this week. He went yeah. and bought Number of the Beast. I'm like, oh, I remember um, running into Big W. Like I get to go shopping with Mum and Dad. And I'd say to mum and dad, I'm going to the toy section or whatever, as you do. I would run straight to the posters yeah. just so I could look at all the Iron Maiden yes, posters. Yes, yeah, big Eddies. And then go just to see if I could find the logo. Yeah. You know, the little logo yeah, that was hidden? Derek, Derek Riggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I'd just go through everyone and go, yep, there it is. There it and then is. Next, one, next one, there it is. Yeah. Fuck, I used to love that. Yeah. Such good and memories. what about in the 90s? Like if you're talking to your teenage years and you're discovering music and really get into it, like that sort of in oh. the 90s and the early 90s was there. Did you get into the grunge side? The nineties, yeah. I basically was raised by it. Like oh. that's when I really, you know, because came before you were learning music. And yeah, stuff exactly. Yeah, that time as well. yeah, exactly. And um, you know, being in school and you know, I mean, you know what schools like? Their trends hit oh, yeah, all the mate, time. So if you're listening, week, yeah. Like a new one. So if you're listening to that sort of music, everyone's listening to that sort of music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like someone said to me, "Oh, have you heard Smells Like Teen Spirit?" And I'm like, "No," but I do know Bleach. Like I was one of the only kids that heard Bleach. Before Nevermind came out, yeah, you know, yes. because I was such a fan of music. Yeah, I was the same with Bon Jovi. All these girls coming out, oh, some of them were Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two albums before that. Yeah, exactly. No, there isn't. No, there actually is. I've got them at home. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. As soon as I got to the nineties, and that's when I really wanted to, you know, that's when I thought, yeah, I want to do music as a, you know, for a job, and I yeah. want to be like these guys that I listen to and watch every day. Yeah. And then when the grunge wave hit, it was like, I don't know, like I've just fucking drowned in it. And like, to be honest, to this day, I haven't seen another music 
genre or movement sweep the world like that did then. Yeah. And there were other bands that weren't classed exactly as grunge, like your Pumpkins and Temple Pilots. Yeah. But you could still count them oh, as a whole. They, they, were, like, they, they were grunge uh, adjacent. Yeah, 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 basically, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, you could put them all under the alternative banner. Yes. Because you still had Which Gunners. Happened. Yeah, because you still had Gunners and Metallica doing the yeah, thing over yeah. here. Yeah. So you were either, you know, for all the rock music listeners, you were either on that side, like on the metal side of the Which fence. Which was probably me. Yeah, or, exactly. Or you were on this alternative. I was busy churching back then too, so I missed the whole grunge scene completely. Oh, yeah. I just had no idea about oh. any of it. My brother you know, 15 years later in late 2000s, said, oh, have a listen to this CD. And he gave me Soundgarden best of. Oh. Holy shit, who's this? Yeah, goes, yeah. Mate, yeah, this is Soundgarden, they're brilliant. Oh, man, like I'll, I'll never, and I, if I could relive that moment in time, and I'm talking about not just for a minute and come back to here, if you said to me, and my wife would hate me for saying this, but if you, if the devil came to me and said, I'll do your deal, you can go back to whatever time period you like yeah. and live from then on, all the way through till now again. Yeah. When and would you? And I'll be like, yes, and then. <laughs> like basically put me, plant me down in like 1991, at yeah, the start right. of 91, just so I could relive Michael Jordan all over again. Yeah. The grunge era all over again. Yeah. Just even... So, so all that stuff had a pretty indelible, like made a massive in, impact oh, on your yeah. life. It yeah. basically raised me. Yeah, I mean, not, you know... Um, Discounting my parents. Of course. Obviously, my parents are great parents and they raised me. But there's influences in your life. Exactly. That's when really, I mean, the 80s, the 70s and 80s were what they were, but I think the 90s is when pop culture really came into effect as a thing. You know what I mean? Like something that can raise you apart from people. You know what I mean? It's the things you're watching and listening to molded who you actually were. You know what I mean? It's a parent's job to do that. But this was what was really programming you to yeah. be the person that you're supposed to be. Yeah, the things that you love today. Are the exactly, that you yeah. Discovered then. And that's what I mean. Like the 90s, like I'm a massive 80s head. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love the 80s. I love everything about the 80s. I remember when the fucking dollar coin first came out. Yeah. I remember going to the bank with my uncle and he got the first dollar coin from a bank in Sydney and I was like, fuck, I can't believe the yeah. time we're living in, man. This is gold coin. I feel it's like a fucking, I'm a pirate. Yeah. 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 fucking gold coins. <laughs> And then two dollar coin came out. Holy oh, fuck! When are we gonna stop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and like I love the eighties, but the nineties was when I just think the world was at its yeah, best. Rudy became Rudy. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And and not even just for me. I just think looking back, it was just the best period in time for everything, like for film, TV, music, food, tourist destinations. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't much trouble back then. You didn't hear much about terrorism. Obviously, terrorism's been around oh, for ages, and like you know, yeah. terrorists. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, think, um, I think the internet's probably got a fair bit to play. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. We get to hear it no matter what happens. Yeah, you know, you've got no choice now. But just such a great time in my life. Over, uh, over the years, have you noticed a change in music? And if so, what do you reckon? Well, we talked about that, I guess, a little bit at the yeah. start, and how you feel about music today. And, that, and that's basically my main opinion of music. You know what I mean? Like I, I watched it from and listened to it from back then, from like I said, a very very early age. I listened to a lot of sixties. 70s and obviously I was born in the 70s but I listened to everything early and like the Beatles had such a big impact on my life like my parents had and they still have a lot of Beatles LPs Life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting my friend I have always thought that it's a crime 
and I hopefully will inherit them one day because I don't want to let go of them now. Even now, they won't let me have them. A lot of them are not the music itself, but the sleeves are in Spanish. Oh, so that's wow. something you can't see. Yeah, like they got like right. the White Album, Revolver, Shit. and it's all written in Spanish. Oh yeah, and yeah. Like one day, like I'm doing yeah, the Montgomery right. Burns fingers. Well, dad, when, wait, a few a few years ago now, my dad rang up and said, "Oh, Adam, Mum and I are doing the will. What do you want?" <laughs> yeah, and I just went, "I'll have your albums and your stereo." <laughs> right, on, catch up. Done. That was it. And he said, "Right, I'm done." Yeah, so I get all these albums. And he yeah, nice. Away, you know, like. And that's what I mean. I I hope I get those one out. Like I got all the Stephen King books off my mum. Yeah. Because they're all hers. And even to this day, she's like, but you've got all my Stephen King books. And I'm like, well, do you want them? Like, you can come and borrow them. Yeah. Borrow them. They're, they're my more. books. Yeah. yeah, yeah and I'm like, more. yeah, thanks for that. Because yeah. I just yeah. took them. I didn't even give her a choice. Yeah. So hopefully you get those albums. But um, you listen to the music back then. And you know the Beatles. Like, they were just the kings of... No band today can write a melody and music and have them go together so perfectly. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no one can do that today. Not at all, not the way they could. And time after time after time, yeah. and album after album. like. So you listen to that music back then. Even all the 80s one-off, one-hit wonders I listened to, they had great melodies, yeah. you know what I mean? And the rock bands had great Take riffs. And, by and, oh, all those sort of things. You, know, you, know like I mean? you just go, like even the Thompson Twins, not that I was a massive fan, but yeah. Duran Duran, all that sort of stuff. Like even like Devo, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Whip it, what a crap. Yeah, exactly. Song. Like that, that's shit that will live forever yeah. and ever and ever. And then the 90s, you know, there was a wave there, the alternative wave, and then metal was still metal. And then that's when metal sort of started, like, sort of splintering off into different sorts of Have metal. Have you seen that metal evolution? No, no. Oh, mate, you would freaking love it. This yeah. guy is basically, there's a, there's a video on a, a DVD, a guy named Sam Dunn from, he's a, uh, uh, a paleontologist, a guy that, uh, he, he, he's gone to uni and done history, basically, of the world or whatever, but the a philanthropist. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. A philanthropist is the person that does money. Out money. Yeah. No, something, I can't think of the word, but he's gone to uni, done all that, and so now he um, he's basically done a documentary called uh, uh, Metal, A Headbanger's Journey. Yeah. And it's this doco that he's basically done a heavy metal family tree, uh, and it starts like in the 70s, 60s and 70s, and then it breaks off into about, there's about 70 or 80 different genres yeah, of metal. Exactly, and yeah, exactly, And then after that, it, it, people loved it so much, they ended up doing a 10, 10 episode uh, TV series called Metal Evolution. No shit. And it's, there's an episode on prog and an episode on grunge oh, and yeah, an episode yeah. on hair metal and an episode on thrash and and like uh, and one on power metal. Yeah. Like, it's brilliant, man. You'd love it. If you, if you love all that sort of stuff, oh, you yeah, yeah. love this. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Stuff. I love seeing that evolution and knowing yeah. that I was around for that. You know what I mean? And yes. noticing those sort of things. Yeah. Because that's really when it did. That's Back then, metal was just metal. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it started splintering off into all these different types and of I metal. And I think then was when people actually, like you said, people actually noticed it. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, you, in the eighties, you had your speed thrash metal people and yeah. you had your hair metal people, and yeah. they had each other's guts. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. You know, and there might, might be a couple more, a bit of power metal in there, and a few other things. Maiden was doing their own thing, but basically, you had those sort of two sides. And then got to the nineties, and all of a sudden, you got power metal, speed metal, thrash metal, hair metal. Yeah. That are all still popular. Then there's grunge metal, and then there's this and that and the other and then these days you've got fucking pirate metal yeah. and like you know all these different <laughs> yeah, yeah, things yeah. that people are doing you know yeah. and you just got metalcore and new metal and yeah, all this stuff that's what I mean. like, <clears throat> when it, nuts. even when it started getting to the core thing which you know hasn't yeah, been that long ago core, now yeah you know, it's just what the fuck when's it gonna end yeah you know what I mean and people will grab a little bit of this a little bit of that yeah. a little bit of that and then mix it together and go 
new kind of metal. Yeah, exactly. And then the thing that's lacking with people that are being brought up today in this generation, which is fucking, what is it, Generation Z now? Yeah, like, I don't even know. Because we're like, X's, yeah. right? Yeah, I think we are, yeah. Um, but now they're too patriotic about that their own style of music. Yeah. No one will go from one to the other. No one will experiment and or no one will listen to more than one type of music. Like nowadays, kids, you know, like your grindcores and your hardcores will only specifically listen to yeah. hardcore and not step outside that box. Whereas back in the day, you could listen to whatever you want. Yeah. And you wouldn't get judged for it. Yeah. Today, I could imagine kids in There's school... There's a lot more judgment these days, it seems to me, than it was back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, like, no one gave a fuck what I was listening to. Until yeah. I remember when we got to high school and we started listening to a lot of rap. And we had our own group. Like, we were the hip-hop group that listened to a lot of hip-hop. And that's all we listened to for that two-year period. And I still listen to a lot of hip-hop now. Because yeah. I took everything in, you know what I mean? That's, that became a piece of me. Yeah. And always will be, sort of thing. But I remember being in high school, I remember it was like year 10, year 11... And I don't know, the main kid in the group who thought he was the leader, but he was a bit of a douche. He <laughs> usually just, were. Yeah. They usually were. <laughs> he I just, had a douche in my group as well. <laughs> he decided that none of us could own the same album. Or like, for example, he'd be like, all right, I'm the only one that's allowed to have NWA records. Yeah. Okay. So no one else you is allowed have to have. You can have Public Enemy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So someone else was idiots. the only one to have Public Enemy. Yeah. I'm thinking, and I go, rightio. And I ended up with like Cool Mo D. You know what I mean? Because and like I love Cool Mo D, but he wasn't as well known or as big as Public Enemy, Ice T, NWA. And isn't it funny how we? Isn't it funny back then? You just go, okay, yeah, that's it. I was like, all right, <laughs> right then. And then I remember going home. Going, Let me just take my leash off. Yeah. And I remember going home and like Fear of a Black Planet came in. I was like, fuck, man, I'm gonna fucking buy that. Yeah. And yeah. then I said to mum, fuck, you take me to the shop so I can buy this album. She's like, what is it? Public Enemy. Is that that rap stuff? Uh, <laughs> swearing into? No, it's really nice. No, it's no, really... This, guy, this is a good version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember buying it on tape, and then I just didn't tell the other people at school. I had all that shit. Uh, what style of music do you prefer? What's your mm. main go-to? I've got to tell you, like a lot of people, probably do have a top one or two sort of thing. But yeah, seems to me it's metal. Yeah, it's always metal. For me. Yeah, and like I know that about you. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like to be honest, I mean, I am very. Fuck, I don't know. Like, it's just so diverse, everything I listen to. And, like, even to this day, like, all you'd have to do is look at my iPod, my phone, and you'd think, fuck, who the fuck owns this? Like, yeah. do five different people own this phone? Or yeah. is it one person? Yeah. This guy's got more personality. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, it's, like, split, except yeah. musically. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I guess prog rock. But I still... Oh, okay. But I still... Uh, and, like, the way I see it, because I'm a muso, like... If you want to be a good muser, like I've been playing music for, what about 42 now? So 20, 24 years now this year. Like when I was 18 was when I started my first band and yeah. all that sort of thing. And I always had the belief then that if you want to be a good musician, you have to appreciate all types of music and you should listen to all Absolutely. types of music. Like don't pigeonhole yourself yeah. because all you'll ever know is that. Yeah. And, you know, there won't be any awakening. There won't be any broadening of any horizons yeah. or... So... Going back to the question, like, I mean, prog rock, yeah, definitely. Like, probably more, yeah. When... But what you're saying there, even with, if you're saying prog rock, hmm. prog rock kind of does that. Yeah. Like, well, what you're yeah, saying true. there, you're saying you've got to listen to all kinds of music. Well, the, like, the full-on prog rockers, like your King Crimson's and your Genesis and stuff like that, they incorporate rock, jazz, yeah, well, that's harder true. stuff. Yeah. You know, they've got all sorts of different kinds. That's what makes it prog rock because yeah. it's progressive. It yeah. changes, time signatures, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, true. 30 minute songs and the next one five minute, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah, true. So you're sort of saying exactly what you're saying, yeah. you know? Well, that yeah. is a good point. So I think, I guess subconsciously that 
That is that. Works, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, without me even realizing it, answering yeah, that question. For, uh, well, there you go. You've answered hmm. the question. Uh, what music do you? Well, I like to. I've written dislike, but I like to say hate. Um, I don't really hate any. I mean, there's music that I don't listen to. Yeah. You know what I mean? But by choice. Yeah. yeah. Like for example, I mean, you know, country. I'm never going to put on a country album, and oh. like there's country channels on the radio. I'm never going to listen to them. Yeah. When the country music awards are on, I'm not going to fucking watch them. You're not following that. But. In saying that, music, I think, is like basically a delicate ecosystem. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we can have these things without having those things. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So there has to be... I, of, I often say about country music, how can how can it be that you've got six guitars up on stage and it sounds so shit? <laughs> Well, that's a fucking great point. Like, it sounds like there's two guitars playing. That sounds terrible. And I mean, there's people, and don't get me wrong, if we're going to talk about country, I mean, there are some people in country doing good. I mean, Keith Urban does his own thing, and you know. Yeah, that sort of country rock. Yeah, it is country rock. Yeah, Yeah. like like it's country, but there's a bit of a rock sort of feel to it. There's there's another band kicking around that did a couple of songs a couple of years ago. It's a guy, two guys and a girl. Yeah. Uh, And I I, I don't mind them. I can't think of the band. Yeah. Yeah, they were really good. But, uh, like the, oh, there's some other stuff like I've even been guilty I think in my phone there's um there's a song from Carrie Underwood she yeah, released okay. one song and this is going back to the thing where I sometimes don't care who sung it who it is and where they came from you like song? if they released a good song it's a good song and she did one song called Do It yeah right that was a really fucking good song yeah. it was melodic as fuck I could yeah. listen to it over and over I've got no problem playing it in front of yeah. people if you know it's background music but I wouldn't say to someone I'm gonna go get the new Carrie Underwood album you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. I would never say that out loud. And I wouldn't, still. Yeah. It's just she just happened to release that one song yeah. that really yeah. worked. And it would have, that song will work no matter who sings it. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. yeah. But, um, I'm, yeah, like, going going back to the question, I, there's no music I really dislike. I mean, I'm not going to go and have a fucking Enya marathon. You know what I mean? Like, anytime soon. That's probably fair call. Um, a lot of, you know, like, Opera in itself as opera, I struggle. would listen to. Yeah, yeah I struggle with that. Symphony same, music, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is, some people think it's the same thing. It's not, you know what I mean? But like yeah. just symphony music on its own, I could listen some to it. Some of it's beautiful, some of it's struggle. I say, yeah. I've said this to a few people, um, I consider uh, symphony classical music these days, if hmm. you actually really think about it, movie soundtracks, yeah, yeah. Are symphony music. Yeah, that's exactly it. But it's, it's saying more. Yeah, yeah. And you're being transported to Harry Potter doing that thing yeah, or exactly, Indiana yeah. Jones doing that thing yeah. and you go, oh, that's happened in the movie that's fantastic yeah. or Lord of the Rings or whatever it is. Yeah, you, know, yeah. like, you go, wow, that's amazing music but it means something to you because you've watched a movie about it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 And some of it can be, you know, if you let yourself get taken away by it, like if, you, if you're just going to sit there and listen to it, I mean, it's supposed to, that sort of music is supposed to evoke... I don't know, or even, you know, take you through emotions of sorts. You know, it's supposed to take you up and then down and then around and around and sad and happy and dark and light. and So that all has its place. But, I mean, yeah, there's nothing I I look at and I think, I've never listened. That's shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Country is as close as it gets to it, but I would never disrespect it. So I really struggle with rap. Really? I can't do rap. So there's nothing in the rap. You know, like... uh, like in saying that, rap today. In NWA, I watched that straight out of Compton, oh, and yeah. I liked the NWA music. But the reason I liked it was because there's a power to it yeah, yeah. that I love. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a real attitude behind yeah. it. Whereas 
I can't stand like I can't stand uh, Snoop Dogg and that 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 real LA fucking with the little uh, synthesizer. Yeah, yeah, I know. Going yeah. through and then like he'll be rapping and rapping really cool and yeah. way back and then some chick will come in and sing under him. Yeah, yeah, I can't I know, stand yeah. that. Like love songs that are rap music. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, what are you doing? That's not rap to me. Like, and and then they go, oh no, that's close to R and B. Well, yeah. no, it's not R and B either. Stevie Wonder's R and B. Yeah, that's exactly. You're right, not. Yeah, R- yeah. That's not R and B. Usher's not R and B. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how right. I feel. That's about just fucking it. pop. Yeah, it's you just pop. You know, it's just it's it's disposable music. And that's the thing. Like I was, I was there when I first started listening to, to rap. Like in the early, early days. Like I was there when Public Enemy first broke out and yeah, NWA right. first broke out. Yeah. And Ice yeah. T. It's like holy shit! What's this? Yeah. And there yeah. was a power to it, and yeah. there was a voice that they wanted, you know, to be heard. They had an attitude behind it, and they had things they wanted to say. Yeah. And there were no chicks singing the choruses and shit. Yeah. It was a fucking drum beat, yeah. a harsh ass, brutal drum beat, yeah. and them rapping over it, yeah. telling you what. They want you to hear, yeah, and it was great. You know, like I mean, the that, police or whatever it was, yeah, yeah. You know, like you just go, holy shit, wow, and that and that did, just got away with that. That uh, that did take me away. Like all the hip hop I used to listen to back then, seriously, actually had a massive impact on me. Like, yeah, right, eh? and my attitude did change when yeah. I listened to it. tougher than I was, you know what I mean? And I would give shit to my parents. Like, I would talk back and shit, basically, because I was influenced by them. Yeah. Run DMC. Yeah. Like, they were the pioneers, yeah. really. That was in the early 80s, even though... Before Walk This Way went off with Aerosmith. Oh, that's what actually, I mean. Yeah. But... And that was the first collaboration, too, yeah, you know, right. when the first mixing of genres. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people thought... I remember when Public Enemy and Anthrax yeah, did right. their collaboration. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And everyone thought, oh, man, this has never been done before. But no one ever thought about Aerosmith and Run DMC yeah, doing yeah. it back then. And that was a whole new... People were like, holy shit, I didn't know you could do this. Yeah. I thought music had to stay in its own lane. Yeah. And it's like it didn't. And like, you know, today, like, there's still a lot of mixtures, like countries mixing with pop and metals mixing with normal rock. And, yeah. you know, R&B sing, singers are singing with, you know, Aerosmith or whatever. Or and whatever, yeah. But, uh, but back then it was a big deal. But yeah, like NWA, Public Enemy, Run DMC, there was a group called the Ghetto Boys that came up in the 90s. Yeah. And that was the first time I heard really offensive rap. Right. You know what I mean? Like NWA and Public Enemy and Ice-T would be controversial and I loved it because they swore. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but wow, their music it. was kind of like, it was controversial but it was cultural in its co- in its controversy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas these guys were even more full on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ghetto Boys like went off on their own thing like singing about and I lapped it up. Like I bought three Ghetto Boys albums and still like I have a Ghetto Boys t-shirt now that I still yeah. wear but they were singing about murder and yeah, right. like straight up murdering people and like for no good reason either. Yeah. And the thing is, and like, you know, today they'd blame music back then for shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was raised on fucking fucked up movies, like horror movies, yeah. violent fucking movies, brutal fucking rap. I'm still, I was still a good boy. You yeah. know what I mean? I was raised right. I never yeah. fucking abused women. I never talked to women like that. Yeah. I never beat anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's all. Yeah, we never ever murdering anybody? No, no. Yeah. And even though it was being sung to in my ears through my headphones every single day yeah. like the ghetto boys had a song called mind of a lunatic which was one of the most brutal things i've ever heard in my fucking life and it's basically about singing about how 
it's a guy that's just going crazy and he doesn't know whether he's basically American Psycho in a yeah, song right. where he doesn't know if it's real or if it's not but you know I had visions of fucking slitting throats and blah 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 wow. and all this shit and I was like fucking loving it I was bopping along to yeah, it and yeah. mum's like what do you listen to nothing it's fun yeah. busters yeah, that all good, volume mom. 2 you know what I mean? yeah. 5.13 <laughs> it got a bit harsh as I went on <laughs> um what music... No, what are the furthest extremes from your style of music mm. that you found something that you really liked? <sighs> Fuck, I don't Quite know. a hard question to ask that one because you do like a lot of different yeah, styles of music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the furthest extremes is, I don't know, probably just your basic run-of-the-mill 80s pop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, if people look at me and people that know me or people that come and watch me play, they would never guess... No, yeah. I didn't have no had any idea that you yeah. were, you like rap as much as you do. Oh yeah, like yeah. after seeing the forgotten, or you know all that stuff, you know, I was yeah. like, holy shit. And and so the thing cool. is, all of that has a part to play. Yeah. In even when I perform, you know what I mean. Like I may not be sitting there rapping, but somehow there's an attitude behind it or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Subliminally, that's put something in me that makes me do that better. Yeah. But I don't know, like you would never guess if I said to you, fuck, I would take in a good Fergal Sharky song. Yeah, you know what nah, I mean? You nah, wouldn't guess that. You I know wouldn't have thought so probably way. a lot of 80s pop. I'd probably walk out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> what five-year period, musical period, would you most like to live in with today's knowledge? Now, you did answer before about going back to the 90s and yep. if you had the choice for this and this and you go back to the 90s, is that what you're talking Would you still... Go yeah. back to there with today's knowledge, yeah. or would you go back further? Or? Oh no! Well, I got a friend of mine who went back to the fourteen hundreds, back to when fourteen hundreds, Tchaikovsky and all that were writing all this shit, or whenever, wow. whatever time that frame that was. You know, I've got other people who uh, said today, yeah, they loved today's music. Really? Yeah. Uh, for me, it was the seventies, seventy three, seventy eight. Wow, those um, two friends are really uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's weird. Uh, but that's like they said they'd love to know. Like my friend who talked about Tchaikovsky and Bach and all yeah. those people, he said, how cool would it be to stand there and go, I'm watching this guy write and hear it for the first time. Oh, yeah. Knowing what that's going to mean for the next 400 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like what that's actually going to do. And that's the same for me for 73 to 78. Being yeah. able to pick up the best of Bowie and the best of Deep yeah. Purple and the best of Black Sabbath and best of Pink Floyd and all these different bands and go, holy shit, do you people realise what this album's going to mean in 30 years' yeah, time? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? That's what I love about That would be tempting if technically you could go back knowing everything you know now because I would sit there and listen to him and go, that was good, mm. but <laughs> then put together a six-string guitar yeah. and start playing Stink Fist by Tool. Yes. And let's go, get your ears around this. Yeah, that's what I love. Back, back to the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah Marty, basically. Marty Chuck, Chuck, Perry. Chuck Perry. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, listen to this, Chuck. Um, basically, uh, yeah, number one choice would be probably 91 to 96. I'd say, definitely, because that was, like I said, that was what moulded me as a person and still does today. Um, I've just, yeah, I've listened to every sort of music there is for as long as I've been alive and nothing's ever stood out like that five-year time period. Okay. It just was an impact. Like, I couldn't wait to get home to listen to new music. I couldn't wait to go to... So it's literally your 15 to 20. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, cool. Like, I couldn't wait to go to Mid-States Records on the Saturday yeah, yeah. to buy a new album from either Soundgarden or Nirvana or Pearl Jam or... Yeah, or... I was going to say to you, what other bands, apart from like the, 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 the standout grunge bands, what other things were you listening... Like, like oh. whether it be grunge or whatever, what yeah. other stuff were you listening to? Like, my brother was always talking about Mother Love Bone and, and oh, bands yeah, like that. Yeah. He loved those guys. And he really liked... Um, uh, the one that oh, 
I can't think of any of the names of the people I'm yeah. trying to think of right now. You said it before. Uh, State Temple Pilots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Love those guys too. And like Alice in Chains, obviously. Yeah, oh, Alice in Chains. Was brilliant. a massive deal. And then that slowly started um, morphing into, and not the style, because that style remained, but then splintering off that, you got your, your new metal. That was your cross between those. Yeah, your, your limp biscuits yeah. and all that sort of and stuff. And that swallowed me up too, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, that, that so was you got rid of that too, didn't Oh, you? definitely, yeah. yeah. As soon as biscuit and corn, like when I first saw... Did, did you get into, like... We talked before about that uh, Metal Evolution TV series. There's a bit in there where they... Uh, and a metal, uh, a metal Headbangers Journey. There's a bit in there where a couple of the grunge dudes start having a whinge about the... Uh, what they, they call proto-grunge. Yeah. Which was... Yeah, uh, Days of the New and oh, yeah, yeah. Creed and Silverchair and yeah. bands like that that sort of come out right at the end of grunge going crazy <laughs> hmm. and taken off. And then these bands sort of grabbed that grunge sound but made it a bit more poppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Did you like any of that sort of stuff or oh, not really? Not, not especially. Of, you, you had grunge so you didn't need that. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny, talking about Creed... And like you know, oh, you mentioned. So I'm a massive Creed fan. Yeah. I love them, and I love Ultra Bridge. So if you, oh, if you're a massive Creed fan, then you would know my own prison oh. was a fucking phenomenal yeah. album, massive like, album, and that Mark Tremonti is a fucking great guitarist, oh, mate. and they could write some songs. Yeah. Back then, you could do it where every song on the album was a good song. Yeah. You could listen to albums start to finish. Yeah, it wasn't absolutely. until later in the nineties, early two thousands, you wouldn't listen to whole albums. Yeah, there'd be three songs exactly, yeah. and yeah. you'd listen to those, and then fuck the rest of the yeah. album. And then I guess that's what spawned iTunes. Basically, <laughs> well, you didn't have to have albums Spotify anymore. And yeah, all those things exactly. Yeah, play, make playlists. Yeah, exactly. But back then, and like my own prison was a. You got to think to yourself, album. how many people are missing out on so much good music because yeah. they're going, "I'll just buy that song." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll buy that one song there. I'll put that together. Oh, if you like that, you'll like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of going, hey, listen to the all eleven songs on the album. Yeah, there's probably nine great songs on exactly, there. Exactly. Yeah, and two fillers, but there's nine songs that you've or eight songs you missed out because yeah. you've bought the hit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And even back then, like even for the albums that weren't completely great, like you'd still get to like you'd listen to the whole thing, and you know the first six songs would be fantastic. Then your seven, eight, and nines would be eh, run of the mill. But then you get to ten, and you're like, holy fuck! Yeah. You know what I mean? Why yeah. is this number ten? Yeah, you know what I mean? we'll finish off the album with a couple. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, or even like for the rare cases where I'd have albums playing a tape or a CD, and you'd fall asleep. Like the end of the albums, like the albums finished, you fall asleep. Five minutes pass. Yeah. So the song kicks in. Yes. You're like, what the fuck? Um, uh, Dead Wing by uh, Porcupine Tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the end of the last song. That takes about eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then the song She's Moved On comes in, and that's just one of the best songs on the album. Yeah. I have no idea if you didn't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember Corn did it the other way around with Follow the Leader, where the track listing doesn't start from number one. It starts at like number fucking 12 or something. Yeah, righto. And I was like, fuck, that's fucking weird. But yeah, I mean, they yeah. were strange. I remember when they came on the scene, I listened to it, I was like, wow, this is different. Did you go, did you like Corn? Oh, yeah. I yeah. went and saw him a couple of times. I remember the first time with Big Day Out. Was that, that's uh, Davis, da- Davies, is that? Yeah, Paul? Jonathan yeah, Davis, yeah. Davis, yeah. With um, him and Marilyn Manson and that was a big Aussie so is that, is that too. late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, fuck, was it about 98, 99? Yeah, 
And I remember um, next to that, the Australian rock scene was really starting to take off then, but not your rock rock, but your Super Jesus, your Jebediah, your Greenspoons yeah, yeah. were all starting about then and they were all like headlining big day outs. Oh no, they were like on the smaller stage. Yeah, they were on the B stage. Yeah. yeah. And that was when, you know, Living End and that was a big Australian music movement. Just a cracking band Living End. Oh yeah. To this day, they are brilliant. Oh yeah. I've never, I'd never seen them live and I got given a ticket for free. Yeah. And I've gone along and was at like uh, Margaret Court and fuck it. Like, I walked out and went, holy shit, those guys are good. And, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you knew the songs you heard them on the radio. Yeah, yeah. And he's jumping up on top of the face. He's yeah, fucking yeah. running around. Chris Chaney, everybody else is like, you know, put the foot up on the uh, on the feedback speaker and yeah, they'd yeah. be fucking, you know, concentrating their guitar solo. Chris Chaney just runs around the stage <laughs> yeah, playing a guitar solo, yeah. sprinting around the stage. I'm like, mate, dude, look at your guitar. And yeah. it was brilliant. And playing he's the sort so of stuff good. he was. Like, that's not just strumming chords either. No, no, he's like... And it's yeah. not a small guitar either because nah. he had the old rockabilly yeah. like type guitar. Mate, he's a wow. good, great music. And they still do well now. Like, unfortunately, yeah. like a lot of those bands are... I mean, they're all still big and popular, but it's, it's shit that they get relegated to the RSL tours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like yeah. we have the SSNA club here. Yeah. And that's where you get a lot of those bands. It's like free show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. back well, in the day, the you'd, be, you'd pay 50 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we'd see them at festivals and all that shit. And now, yeah. but it's the same with the 80s bands. Like I remember sitting down in the, on the living room watching Rage and 1927 had come on. You know what I mean? And now they're part of the, uh, I'm actually going to a One Electric Day. Oh, at, yeah. Uh, yeah. At Mary Park. I've been to two of them. Yeah. 1927 was the last one I went to. This time they've got, uh, it's, Barnsley, of course, is always going to fit. Yeah, yeah. And then Richard Clapton. Oh, um, no you know, shit. Girls on the Avenue and songs like that. Yeah. Uh, the Angels, uh, Ian Moss, um, uh, Thirsty Merc. Yeah. And somebody else. Yeah, so like there's bands that at their time were big. Yeah. And now they get... Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They get the short shift, you know. Yeah. Shido Echo. Yeah, so oh, it shows exactly. Up yeah. On, you know? Like they were only the SS not long ago. Yeah. And like right. Eurogliders. Like I remember yeah, sitting yeah. down and listening to Eurogliders... Because I wanted to when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. And now you go to the SS and it's free. They're just a throwaway free yeah, band. They're a nothing band, yeah. It's like, fuck, man. How shit changes. You know what I mean? Popularity goes out the window. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but where were we? Yeah, time period. So, 91, 96. But if I had a second choice, I'd say 85 to 90. Okay. Just so I could get a great blend of all that 80s hair metal and all the pop at the same time. Yeah, because cool. when, when Grunge hit, that was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was when... I got my grunge almost became pop for a while there, well, like yeah. in a way, because like yes, there was plenty of pop music out yeah. there, but everybody was listening to grunge. Yeah, you know, in terms like, of the term, in like the, the definition, uh, in the yeah. uh, in that doco, they talk about grunge in one of the in one of the episodes, and it became so popular that like um, there was like grunge style clothing, yeah, and so um, Mark Jacobs and guys like that in 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 you know New York yeah. were doing grunge runway shows. Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, a flannel that you buy down at Target for fifteen dollars <laughs> is now hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, exactly. You know, and everybody's got the Doc Martins yeah, and the yeah, jeans yeah. and all that sort of shit, you know. Yeah. It became a style and more than just a musical And it was. It was thing. like a movement. Like punk was a movement. Like yeah. the original punk, you know yeah, what I mean? Not yeah. what 80s, they call punk today. Yeah, late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, exactly. Punk like your like pistols crazy. punk, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was yeah. real. God save the queen. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, eighty five to ninety would be great because like I said, when grunge came along, that's when I put my blinkers on and that's all that I would listen to. Yeah. But in the 80s, it was everything. I would take in everything. And yeah. just 85 to 90 to me is just such a perfect blend of the best that pop 
and rock and metal could so I So instead of a five-year period, we go a 10-year period, and you go 85 to 95, you'd be oh, set, wouldn't you? take me back. Yeah. Take me back right now. Fair enough. Uh, one band we actually haven't, like, neither of us have mentioned that I think is actually, even though they did a couple of albums that were quite indelible in that 80s, that, that kind of moved the 80s hair metal to become a, like a, just a straight ahead heavy metal band mm. and probably influenced a few bands too was Skid Row oh and yeah Sebastian Bach yeah, like so that yeah, like you did the first Skid Row album with I Remember You and those and, yeah. you know that sort of stuff and then out came um, Monk, uh, Monkey Business Monk, I think uh, Slave for the Grind yeah yeah just as heavy as fuck yeah. and like and but yet they still had the hair metal look yeah a exactly bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was as heavy as heavy it's one of my favourite albums yeah and like and they influenced a bit of Guns N' Roses in there. Oh, they, yeah, They influenced yeah. even a little bit of grunge in some of the music they played, yeah. you know, like, and it was really fucking heavy. I completely you know? forgot about that. That's yeah. a cracking album. Yeah. No, Slave to Grind's such a good album. Um, what's the most embarrassing album you own? Now, it won't be embarrassing to you because you own it, but oh. to everybody else, if, if somebody came along and looked at your album collection and said, what the fuck have you got this for? <laughs> for me, it's Air Supplies, Greatest Hits. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But I love it. Um, oh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Probably, and you know what? I'm not ashamed about it. No, good. Uh, you got you got to own it. Billy Ocean's Greatest Hits. <laughs> oh, nice. I was a big Get Billy Ocean fan. Get out of my dreams. Oh, yeah. He had some fucking great songs. Like, yeah. And I'm not uh, ashamed to say it. Uh, Caribbean Queen. Oh, Caribbean yeah. Queen. Oh. See, that shit takes me back. If I listen yeah, to that, right, eh? just don't talk to me for five minutes like I'm he in did, a bubble. He did a song on uh, the second Romance in the Stone. Was that that... Jewel of the Nile. Yeah. He yeah, did yeah. Because we had Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner in the Yeah, when the going gets tough. That's... Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was too. Yeah. That's and he was exactly great. Right. And yeah, I've got no shame about that. I, yeah, I love it. I still enough. love him to but this other day. people will look at him and go, really? It, it was even actually not that long ago. Like, Maddie and I went to Tartha camping and I was loading up Spotify. We shit, and I thought of Billy Ocean. I thought, put him on Spotify. And there's no. even Instagram videos of us driving. And I'm there lip-syncing Billy Ocean while we're driving. And yeah. I remember went to upload it on Facebook and then Facebook took it down because of copyright. Oh, really? Like as if I was fucking singing Billy yeah, Ocean. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's annoying. So, yeah, that was a bit kids. fucking weird. Yeah. Hey, uh, three Desert Island albums. Oh. Can I choose three, dude? Three albums that you just take with you because there's no one else, just you. Stuck on Desert Island. Oh, For some man. reason, you can still play music. And uh, <laughs> soul powered, soul powered. Right. What um, are you doing, man? What three albums? That's. Um, what can you not live without? That's an almost I know, un- it's hard one unanswerable like question. Um, straight off the bat, I'll say, Anima by Tool. Just because it's long and... Heavy and proggy. Yeah, exactly. It's got everything in one album. Um, Michael Jackson's Thriller, right? for sure. That's yeah. always going to be in my top three. Because Michael Jackson had a big part to play in my life. Yeah. Um, fuck. Third album. Um, and there's so many I can say, but like I know them so well that I'd think, fuck, I'd probably get sick of it within a week mm. just because I have flogged the fuck out of it over and over and yeah. over again in my yeah. life. Um, but if we're going to talk about... Influ- no, no, you know what? I will say... 
Uh, Straight Outta Compton by NWA. Okay. Just to get a blend. Yeah, fair enough. But still, like I could easily say another. Yeah, yeah, I could still easily say another twenty albums. Okay. That would be classed as Desert Island albums. Yeah, right. But for now, for this podcast purpose, I'll say those three. Can I just take the whole lot with me? Well, basically, Let's just take them all. It's just easier. Uh, First ever concert, man. What's the first one you ever saw? Cypress Hill with Ice Cube. Holy shit, that's a decent start. 1994, that was. It was my first concert ever. I was 18, I think. And uh, I just discovered weed. Excellent, even better. So that's why Cypress Hill, I took to Cypress Hill. I mean, Cypress Hill where... Like, I heard about Cypress Hill before I heard Cypress Hill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they smoke a lot of weed and they advocated the smoking yeah. of weed. And I was like, fuck yeah, these are my boys. And I really like hip-hop. So I listened to it. I remember on first listen, I was like, fuck, this is weird. And it wasn't the music. I thought the music was cool. But just, you know, the, the way they sing it. The way it sings in an yeah. in the membrane. I was yeah. like, yeah, all right, all right. Hang on. I'll just go smoke some weed and I'll come back and listen to it. And then I got it. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I understood. It needed that component yeah. to make it work. And then I wasn't really allowed, coming from, you know, a strict WOG family, I couldn't just go out and about whenever I wanted to or out of town or shit like that, even up until 18. You know, like yeah, right. Aussie mates, they'd get to 16, 17, and their parents are letting them have parties with alcohol and shit. Yeah. Whereas I wasn't even allowed to fucking sip it. At 18 in wow. my own fucking there house. Yeah. There wasn't like, I'm 18, I can do what I want now. Yeah. Like, shit the fuck no, down. You're still living at home, young man. Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. I don't like the cauliflower. Yeah. You will fucking eat it. I can eat and that. After that, that Australia's most wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then off the bed. Um, but um, yeah, so that was the first concert. Me and a couple of mates got together, took the train to Melbourne. Um, we snuck some weed onto the train. And that was back then, like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a drug hitter, I'm mm. 42. Everyone back then, yeah, mm-hmm. everyone smoked weed back then. And we are like, you know, we can take weed on the train. Like, you can't do that shit now. You can't we'll take it yeah, on yeah, any public yeah, transport. Yeah, game over. So we snuck some in and we rolled some joints and then we were outside the venue and we had a smoke, went in, and my mind was blown. That was yeah. the first big, loud-like performance I ever saw. Yeah. And to see Ice Cube in person, and that's Ice Cube back then, not Ice Cube now that's on fucking 21 Jump Street yeah. and Ride Along and yeah. shit. Hardcore fucking kill you Ice Cube. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, oh, I couldn't believe it. It was like I was looking at Jesus. Yeah, right. And Cypress Hill as well. And Cypress Hill had, I remember they had bags of joints and they were putting their hand into them and throwing them into the crowd. Jeez. And we weren't anywhere near the front. And I was like, holy fuck, they're just throwing away free yeah. weed. It's right. ridiculous. Yeah. I just I save all my fucking, money. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. My trolley do. pushing money to yes. fucking just buy a little bit to take with me. But yeah, first concert, never forget it. Never, uh, never. And, and to be honest, that was the only rap concert I've ever been to, to this day. Okay. After that, it was all rock. It was festivals. That's, you know, big day yeah, out. Big day and everything took off after sound, that. Uh, sound waves. And, and then your sound yeah. waves. And so that was a good bang for your buck. You know what I mean? To see all your favourite bands in one go. Right. And then it was just all rock concerts after that. Yeah, only cool. rap concert I've ever been to. There you go. Not a bad one to go to, that. No. Uh, and lastly, and it's been really good, mm-hmm. uh, what Muso album or song represents or means the most to you? Whoa. is there something out there and it can be one it can be all three if you want you know if there's a band and a song or an album or whatever that you go fuck that just blows me away in terms of artists um, probably Michael Jackson okay. to be honest and anything by Michael Jackson like I latched onto him when he was still in the Jackson 5 yeah. like I remember when he broke out with Off the Wall yeah. you know I mean he was solo and he was black you know what I mean he wasn't white then he was still a black dude yeah. and fuck man like everything that he put out 
was just the best thing I ever heard in my life. Like, yeah. Gotta leave the nine to five up on the shelf And just enjoy yourself Groove Let the medicine, the music get to you Life ain't so bad at all You live it off the wall And I, there's still songs, I still listen to Michael Jackson on repeat now. You know what I mean? Whether it's in the car or I'm in the shower, because I always play music when I'm in the shower, if not listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, and even with the band now, like, because we're playing some covers and you've seen what we play, mm-hmm. I sort of tried to sneak in some some pop and R&B. I just said, look, people will love it because no one's doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone's out here playing the same covers. And that's why we play the covers that we play. They're a slightly heavier and more your 90s because everyone else is playing the same shit. Like, they're yeah. playing Shimmer by Fuel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just shit like that. And people yelling out, K-San! And fucking... Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not called Chisel Dick yet. Exactly. And I said, look, everyone's doing that. And there's fucking at least two or three other cover bands that are all in the same age group. They're all playing the same shit. So even if there's different bands playing that let's venue... Yeah. yeah. I said, let's just try yeah. something different. And yeah, I started yeah. feeding them... Um, who was it? Another band around here did Beat It. Okay. Which is great. But they did a Fallout Boy version of Beat It. Yeah, yeah, like they didn't right. take Beat It, you know, and translate yeah. it. And I said, well, let's fucking do Billy Jean the way that he intended it except it's with instruments that are you know more rock there'd be distortion and shit yeah. in it but at least it's not us doing a cover of a band that covered it yeah. like they did with Fallout Boy yeah. you know what I mean so let's just try it and then Dan little Dan the bass player learnt the bass line which is a fucking iconic bass line yeah. and we were all like yes we're fucking doing this we haven't pulled it out yet okay. we're still working on the three hour rock set because you know, that's what people want to hear. Yeah. But at the moment, we've got a little back catalogue of um, 80s and 90s pop and R&B that we've souped up a little bit oh, cool. that we're going to start bringing out. Like we learnt Hey Ya recently, which comes off really fucking yeah. well. Um, I'm a bit worried when it comes to the call and response. Here. All right, now, fellas! And no one's going to say shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's going to be me in the background. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> What's called to being cool? Oh, it's cool! Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, this guy's just doing it himself. Yeah, guys, no. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the question, uh, definitely Michael Jackson. Anything by Michael Jackson. Like, Off the Wall was great. Thriller changed my life. Yeah. Literally changed my life. And oh. that's a, that's another every song on the album is fantastic Works album. Yeah. Um, Bad was after that, you know yeah. what I mean? That was great. Even dangerous, like I basically consumed everything he fucking put out. Um, but then going into what influenced me as an adult, basically anything by Tool. Okay. And I can't even narrow down songs. I mean, there are songs that did change my life. And did like you get even, in a perfect circle. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Did you hear the last one? Yes. Where are you? Good. I was on the fence at the start. Yeah. Like, it had, it was a grow. Thanks a few listens. Yeah. So, it did grow on me eventually. And yeah. now, you know, I love it. Yeah. But back then, when Murder Noms came out, that yeah. was... You know, and like, everyone that bought that and grabbed it on... As soon as it came out, we're all Tool fans. Yeah. I just wanted to know what Maynard was doing. I mean, yeah. obviously, everyone heard Judah first because it was a single. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is sort of like Tool, yeah. but not. You know what I mean? And, yeah, I just... I will, Always have them in my top five of all time. Yeah, cool. And anytime they do anything, I'll be there to see it. I've seen Tool twice. I've seen Perfect Circle twice. Yeah. And I'll always... Anything they put out, I'll lead up. Um, cool. If you want to talk about songs... Yeah, go for it, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. You, you know, you, this is a song that... And I was listening to this when I was seven, eight years old. And I listened to it on repeat. And my parents didn't have a problem with it. It wasn't offensive or anything, but just from the title. Uh, Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Other people dead set were watching Play School. 
and Sesame Street. And, and you're cracking out sexual hair. Exactly. Read like, Stephen King. Yeah, exactly. Like nice. they're sitting there going, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine ten, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> but I was over here like, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I fucking love that. And I would yeah. sit there with headphones with my eyes closed, cross-legged on the carpet. Just listen to it. And when it was over, I fucking rewind it, put it back, listen to yeah, it again. play it again. And rewind it, put it back, listen to it again. And it fucking changed my world. I was like, wow. I can't believe this. Like, this is the yeah, most see, beautiful that's thing. That's R&B. Yeah. Like, that's R&B. I thought that was the most beautiful thing I'd ever heard in my fucking life. So, yeah, I reckon Sexual Healing would probably be my number one song that had an impact wow. and an influence. There but there's go. so many. I mean, oh, mate, you can go and fuck If we had hours and hours and hours, yeah, yeah, if yeah. this was a people know, would just go, this is a shit podcast. The guys just come on music. Nobody cares. But um, yeah, when I think back, there's like Pat Benatar, Springsteen, the Pointer Sisters. You yeah. know, I mean, even Belinda Carlisle had a yeah. role to play. Roxette, when yeah. Roxette first Hall and Oates, yeah. like how good were fucking Hall and Oates? Even Go West had two fucking songs that yeah. I'll never forget in my yeah. whole fucking life. It's just the list goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, well, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, for everybody out there listening, that is Rudy's musical history in a about 50-minute nutshell. Thank you so much for being a part of this. It's Mate. been awesome. Thanks I, for I, having I, me. I, I hope you've enjoyed doing it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, anybody out there who's listening, please subscribe and uh, tell your friends. And uh, I'll do my best to get out some more podcasts ASAP. And on that, it is goodbye for me and goodbye from... You. Yes. Thank you, Rudy. Catch you later. See you later, everyone. See you, guys. Bye.